The high school sports season is underway. Our girls need to understand that just because we're the Southmore Sabercats, no one's going to roll over. Everyone's going to give you their best shot. We gave up five runs in the first inning against Jinx, and it was like, what are we doing? Let's do this. And we came back and won 8-5. Peeler said it best. I don't remember us ever being comeback kids like that, but we did. There's not a lot of depth as far as numbers go, but there's a lot of versatility within the kids who are here. So I like that. Um, the hard part of that is figuring out who fits where. I'm Rob Morris, and welcome to Season 2 of Beyond the Game, Moore's Hyperlocal Sports Podcast. Before we get to this week's episode, we'd like to thank the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. at both their Norman and Midwest City locations. Visit orthocentralok.com for details. And Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. Softball and more is a pretty danged big deal. All three high schools made it to the 6A state championship tournament last year, with Southmore bringing home another state championship trophy and banner. The Sabercats are targeting another run at Hall of Fame Stadium, but you can bet they'll be pushed hard by Moore and Westmore. We begin this episode of Beyond the Game with Lady Jags head coach Jenny Rollins. Coach Rollins, thanks so much for joining us. Know you have to be excited about the upcoming fast pitch season, new season new team. How you feeling about this team the start of the season here? They're very versatile. Uh, like I have a lot of kids who can play multiple positions and move around a little bit, but uh, we're small. I only had one incoming freshman this year uh, from the junior high, so we only had two eighth graders and I ended up with one coming up from there. So I had a smaller group this year. I think my entire roster 9th through 12th grade is like 23 kids so that's different for us a little bit but so the depth there's not a lot of depth as far as numbers go but there's a lot of versatility within the kids who are here so I like that um the hard part of that is figuring out who fits where and how they like complement each other and like especially when they can play an in and an out uh like who's best suited for those positions so that's kind of still what i feel like we're figuring out so we've still interchanged some people game to game at this point depending on who's pitching and who's catching and those kinds of things strengths and weaknesses for this team i know it's just you're just really just barely a week into your season but what are you seeing as strengths and weaknesses uh right now strengths i like the versatility of them i like the ability to pull a kid and plug a kid and not lose much in that spot um i think it it, it creates some depth where we don't have a lot of depth. Um, I like that this group isn't content. Like, they have a record that's undefeated right now, and they're not happy with some of their performance, and they're able to kind of self-reflect and pull some of those things they don't feel like they're doing as well. Um, weakness is they're still kind of trying to find how they, like, fit together. Um, getting to know each other in those various positions and they're just getting to know each other as teammates, um, which we've been doing some things to try to work on that and spending some more time together. Um, it's hard in the summer because they come in bits and pieces and you don't get them all to like first scrimmage or something. So in this first week, they've really just been kind of like trying to learn each other. Um, 
I don't know that there's anything else that's really standing out to me. I feel like the more cohesive they become, that's going to become one of their strengths. So that's probably the biggest thing we're focusing on right now. Hey, you mentioned you had only one incoming freshman, mm -hmm. which, you know, that, that could be tough for the future. But to me, that says you've got experience, and that would seem to be a plus. I do. Last year uh, at the state tournament, we only had one kid who had been – on the field during the state tournament because there were a lot of younger kids. So they got that experience last year. Um, Ainsley was the only one who had actually played in a game. The other two either had been in junior high or in the dugout. <laughs> uh, or in, like, so this gives that gave them some experience last year. So they have that under their belt now. So that's not like a concern with them. Um, there's also some kids who haven't had varsity time to this, uh, to this point who have earned some and are playing really well so I'm happy about that so well you know in the age that we live in the environment with all the travel ball and tournaments that these kids play is it really that much of a difference for those kids to play the state I mean I'm guessing playing at Hall of Fame Stadium is a big deal for any softball player as much as they play, like oh, some of them play there more than others, you wouldn't think so. But the the state tournament atmosphere is just different than a lot of those atmospheres. Um, and getting feedback from them post-game last year, that, w that was a factor. Not necessarily the field or the location, but the number of people. They felt some of that pressure when we got there. Um, that everybody was looking and watching and the crowd noise and the people kind of right on top of you and all of that, it definitely played into some, like, some internal things that they let kind of get into their heads that kind of took away from their game. So. so what do you guys have to do to get back there again this year? Uh, we have to be solid in the circle. Uh, and just, I think, we have, I have lots of kids who have lots of tools and not be sometimes we get where we only rely on you know big cuts or bunts or whatever and be able to be uh, fluid in using all of their I always tell them to use their whole toolbox like use everything that they have we have some speed we have some of those we just have to learn how to use it and I think once they learn how to do that um, like there's a lot of pluses to this group for sure so. all right and so final question then for folks that come to watch the Lady Jags play this year, what kind of team can they expect to see? Is it going to be small ball? Are you going to be hitting deep? I mean, they can do all of that. All of those. They things. can do all of those things, and sometimes all of those things are wrapped in the singular package of individual humans who can do all of that, which is great for them. And I think that's where some of them right now are trying to figure out what that looks like for them. Um, reading defenses and using their speed and uh, understanding the speed of their teammates and their capabilities and so that they can work together. Uh, you don't have time to like stand out there and talk about it. <laughs> so the faster we can learn the person's strengths in front of you and weaknesses and the person behind you, the better off they are playing all the way around. And I think they realize that. And so the more that they play together, I think the more dynamic that group is. But I think from athlete to athlete, there's multiple tools in each of those kids that you, as a defense, won't know what you're going to get. So that's definitely a plus for them. Well, it sure is fun being in a softball world, especially OU. I mean, what a season they had. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's like softball in Oklahoma this time of the year. 
you guys have the stage all to yourself. I know. I think that's why I didn't watch anything else. I watched so much softball. There was a lot of softball on TV this year. I watched so much softball when softball was over. I was like, what are you supposed to watch now? I didn't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck to you and the Lady Jags this year. Looking forward to watching you play and planning on seeing you at the Hall of Fame Stadium in October. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You're listening to Beyond the Game, and we'd like to thank Norman Regional Health System for sponsoring the podcast. Norman Regional offers a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations. The Moore Lady Lions dropped their season opener to Southmore, but then roared back with a great showing at the Broken Arrow Tournament. Head coach Stephanie Riley is prepping the Lady Lions for another strong season. Coach Riley, thanks so much for taking time to join us on the podcast. Uh, we're just a week into the season. Um, you had a chance to play the defending state champions for your first game. Always a nice way to start the season. Perfect. And then you go to BA's tournament, which again, very competitive. So mm -hmm. at, at this point, you've had a really good chance to see what this young team is going to be like. Tell me first impressions for this team and what you're seeing this year. So we... After we played Southmore, we had kind of a conversation with the players because we had played, oh, I don't know, five or six scrimmages. And offensively, I mean, we really scored runs every single inning. Then we come out and we start the year with Southmore, and it, it there was a lot of apprehension. There was a lot of um, waiting to have strikes thrown instead of being aggressive. And so we, we did. We talked about it. Uh, we did some things defensively that – we definitely worked on already. We're going to continue to work on. Um, most, if not all, of our players are very diverse, and they play multiple positions. So now it's just a matter of who are we going to play where when a certain pitcher is pitching. Um, and even all of our pitchers can play multiple positions. So uh, I've always had the philosophy. Um, you know, I played for Phil McSpadden. You have to score runs to win. So I build a defense around our offense. So that's kind of what we did, especially when we were in Broken Arrow. We gave a lot of a lot of players, or every player, many opportunities to kind of show what they were made of. Um, we gave up five runs in the first inning against Jinx, and it was like, what are we doing? Let's do this. And we came back and won eight to five. I don't, Peeler said it best, I don't remember us ever being comeback kids like that. But we did. Um, second game, we gave up three runs. We came back and won. Um, so it, it it was their learning how to play with each other. We have finally, now that we're first weekend, we finally have had a practice with everybody on the field. Um, we only practiced three days before our first scrimmage. We had girls gone at nationals, so we're still trying to figure out what position is everybody going to play. Now, as I watched the team come in, you know, the other day against Southmore, I'm thinking, well, there are a lot of new faces here. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not like a complete reset, mm -hmm. but you really are starting close from scratch. How does that come into play when you're trying to balance these kids who a lot of these kids obviously play travel ball, mm -hmm. and so getting them together to play for the school team? So they know each other, but they absolutely, I think the max I have that play competitive ball together is three. Um, so even we have no freshmen on our on our varsity team. That's not saying that we won't by the by the end of the year, and they all know this. Um, but when you have six seniors and you have six juniors, and I mean we have um, we have age, we have 
but we still have lots of players in different positions. And so um, key players that weren't necessarily a key player last year, just trying to just trying to figure it out. So that's that's really what it is, is they're trying to understand us as we're trying to understand them. And we have confidence in their abilities that some of them are still learning their own confidence. So it's just working through that. So tell me what right now are the strengths and weaknesses of this team? Um, the strengths would be we absolutely can score runs. Um, we've, uh, we are powerful and we are fast. Um, even our, even our kiddos that don't have a lot of speed, they have quickness, um, or they have lots of power. The weakness I think is being able to string things together and not try to do everything on their own. Um, you know, just and and pitching, we have the depth in our pitching. It's just putting it all together. So once again, the Lady Lions are very talented. <laughs> very talented, yes. You've got to yes. put all these parts together. So how does that come into play for you guys to make it back to Hall of Fame Stadium again and to take a run at the state title? So after um, after coaching for twenty years, I don't I don't say it very often, um, and I told the girls this. I we're good. You know, we have the we have all of the tools in our toolbox. We just have to figure out in which order to use them correctly. Um, so the the chances of us going are very good, just like the other two more schools. It's just a matter of when we're not at all close to peaking, which is amazing because we have eight weeks left of season. So as long as we continue to get at least one percent better every single day, chances are great. Now I was talking to Chaz in the dugout mm -hmm. and he was telling me about the strength and conditioning program and I was asking him, okay, which of the girls programs have really bought into it? And the very first one he said was the softball team has really bought into yes. strength and conditioning. Yes. How is that having an impact? Uh, it has a big impact, um, not only with our power but with our speed. Um, and we've already, I think, scheduled at least for the next month that the girls will list, lift at least two days a week. Um, even around our crazy game schedule. It's like, okay, here's our game schedule for the week. When are we going to lift? And that's that's pretty much my first priority setting my practice plan um, is making sure. Because I lifted a lot when I was in college, and I know how much it helped me. And it helped me stay um, healthy. You know, that's not only mentally but also physically. It, it helped me as an athlete. Great. Final words as we kind of wind this down about the Lady Lions, the 2022 edition. Um, they're a lot of fun. Uh, they have a lot of fun outside of the dugout. They're, they're learning to have a lot more fun on the field. They require energy. Um, they love to have fans. So if you want to come out and watch some good softball, definitely come out and watch the Lady Lions. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. You're listening to Beyond the Game, sponsored by Beneficial Automotive Maintenance. Beneficial is a local auto maintenance company working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. Coach Jason Lingo and the Southmore Lady Sabercats are retooling their team with a target on their backs this year. The defending 6A state champs lost a few key players from their 2021 championship team, but appear to be loaded for another run at the title. Coach Lingo, thanks so much for taking time to join me on the podcast. You've got a, I mean, your team, there are some familiar faces, but this is really a new look team for you. 
Yeah, the Southmore Sabercats may look a little different on the lineup sheet than we had the last few years. It, it, fans that have seen us in the state tournament in different places. So, but but we're excited for the kids we've got. We have some. We like I said, we do have about four or five girls left over starters uh, from the last couple years, who are going to give us a strong uh, class of leadership. Some are juniors, some are even seniors. So they are going to try to help lead our young kids uh, in the right direction and, and figure out as we go how successful this group of Sabercats can actually be. Now, the Sabercat program has become, you know, one of those lofty programs in the state that every year we know you guys are going to be good. You've got the talent that seems to keep coming in from the younger kids. You talked a little bit about the blend of, of veterans and youth that are in this year's squad. Can you talk a little bit more about the kind of the overall strengths and weaknesses of this squad? Yeah, this squad, like like you said, it, it's a very big mix of, of talent and range of different kind of kids. And like you said, kids that are new to this system and, and to being on the big stage of what we're doing. Uh, Right now, we are really swinging the bat well overall. You know, uh, last night when we, we played and didn't swing it very well, but overall for the season in, the, in our eight games to start the year, I thought we swung it really well, uh, beyond expectation, to be honest with you. Uh, now, I'm not very as happy with our defense. I thought the Southmore Sabercats, we hang our hat on playing really good defense, uh, athletic, great range, and, and we'll go get balls, and we, we will not let anything just go by. Uh, we haven't played that kind of defense yet uh, so far this year that I want to see us play, but we're going to keep working on it. So as long as our pitching staff continues to grow a little bit, uh, pay attention to, and, and, and chart themselves and know what works and what doesn't and keep working on those factors and their spin rates and all those little things throughout the season, uh, they can get better as well. You know, pitching isn't just something that it, it is what it is. Uh, hit, just like hitting, just like defense, it's something they're going to work on the side, not just in-game, to get better at as well. So hopefully we will continue working all three facets. You know, those are interesting thoughts. I, I, the Southmore-Moore game, the Battle of the Big Cats, yes. first game I got to see this season, yeah. second game for you guys, you guys come out and put five runs up in the first inning. They really did. The girls, like I said, offensively, I really thought, we're exceeding a little bit of the expectations that I thought we might have offensively early in the season, especially. And yeah, it, it was big for us. And not only really have we just been putting a lot of runs on the board, a lot of them have been extra base hits, really driving the ball to gaps and finding holes and getting extra bases. So the girls have done a great job at that so far. And hopefully that will continue and it's not something that will be an ebb and flow. Uh, I want it to continue and be sustained. And if that's the case, that will help us tremendously. And you were talking a little bit about uh, before we we came on here. You were talking a little about the inconsistency, and I, I mean, you have a good outing against uh, Moore. You go to BA, you go undefeated there, score a bunch of runs, and then it kind of the wheels come off uh, last night. The wheels kind of came off, and, and I think a little bit of this is harkens back to having so many young kids not being in this situation before. Uh, uh, us who have been in athletics a long time, we know what a trap game looks like. We had a huge emotional big weekend uh, winning a tournament. And then we have uh, uh, one of our biggest rivals on Tuesday night, and then here we had a game in between. And we did not take that game seriously, uh, and, and it showed. And, and our girls need to understand that just because we're the Southmore Sabercats, no one's going to roll over. Everyone's going to give you their best shot. 
and we were not prepared for that last night. We were prepared to go show up to a softball field, but we weren't prepared to, to fight like that uh, to win a softball game. Yeah, and you guys are the team with the target on your Correct. back because you're the defending state champions. Correct. Um, you're, but you're used to being in this spot. What do you guys have to do with this balance of, of veterans and young team to become consistent so that come October you're ready for a trip back to Hall of Fame? Well, I hope that started last night. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I hope that, that started uh, with the debacle at, at Edmond Santa Fe. Uh, I hope now they realize that, like I said, no one's just going to roll over and, and let you walk through them. Everyone's going to give you their best shot. And we weren't prepared to take Santa Fe's best shot, and they gave it to us. It hit us. We're done. And to be honest with you, uh, I think some of our girls were shocked last uh, when we talked and I where we talked about the importance of all these district games and, and how that plays into your playoff seating and things like that. And I don't think they were really aware of all this and how things go. So I hope uh, losing our, our focus was, was something that might get our focus back because we have a big game coming up with a big rival in Mustang, and we know what they're going to bring to the table. They're one of the top teams in the state. And I fully expect our girls to be ready to play and go with that. Uh, you used the word debacle, and looking at the score, I was like, wow, I did not expect to see that. Uh, I, it's been a long time since the Southmore Sabercats have uh, not done anything really correct in any facet of the game. And we're going to be honest, we, me and the girls talked about last night, uh, that's exactly what happened. We did not do anything well. I didn't even see us warm up, so I'm sure we didn't do that well either. So, I mean, it was just, it was a rough night, and by the end of it, we had a, a pretty frank discussion about it, but... After a while, we understand we need to learn from it and, and not feel very good about it last night. But when we woke up this morning, it's got to go and it's got to be full, full steam ahead. All right. So uh, winding this down, um, what can folks expect to see in terms of the character and makeup of this team as you guys continue through the year? We're going to have a whole lot of interchangeable parts because we have to because we are not exactly set on where we're going to be. We don't know where we're going to be because we don't have a lot of kids who have been entrenched in positions. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, but that means kids are going to have to move around, especially the first half of the season. And we're going to try to find that right combination of kids and the right combination of spots to, to make us be successful. Uh, what, was that, what is that going to look like? That's a great question. I just hope it looks like the Southmore Sabercats come August. I mean, come October. Well, Coach, um, best of luck to you. It's always fun for me being in Moore, which to me is the epicenter. You've got two good teams right here in the city you got to contend with, so it's going to be a fun season. Absolutely. Uh, we've always said it's, it's, it's just like the mini-state tournament. You want to be city champs, well, you might just be state champs too. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Game. We're grateful for the support of all our sponsors. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations, and Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. You can listen to Beyond the Game wherever you get your podcast or online at moremonthly.com. We'll be dropping new podcasts weekly. Follow More Monthly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with the latest episodes. And if you think about it, hit the like button and give us a rating and a review. It helps spread the word about Beyond the Game to other listeners. 